Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. The weather the past two weeks has been kind of a gift. As many guys uh, pulled the chisels back out, sprayers, strip-till bars, fertilizer, lime trucks, a lot of activity. It was an opportunity for many farmers to finally feel like they got caught up after a tough year. Last week was a busy week here at the office. We did our hand harvest on Wednesday, followed by two days of the basic and advanced basic meetings on Thursday and Friday. On Wednesday, we went through 4,500 ears of corn. So we shucked, counted, photographed, weighed, shelled, reweighed, checked the moisture and test weight, and entered it all into a database for analysis. This is 650 more years than last year. We couldn't have done this without all the volunteers. All you guys that volunteered, that was just amazing. We had 60 people helping with the shelling. That's 15 more than last year. So this allowed us to add one more sheller. So we ran five corn shelling lines. We started at 8.15. The last year went through the sheller at 2.07. We even stopped 45 minutes to partake in a mighty fine pork chop. The day went unbelievably smooth like a well-oiled machine. Everybody was picking them up and putting them down. Gary Kale did bring a cattle prod with him in case anybody started to slack off. The top shucking, counting, and weighing line of 1,090 ears was a team made up of Nick Sherman, Austin Gingrich, Andy Sauter, Aaron Bear, and Mike McLaughlin. I think Mike was worried about Gary's cattle prod, so he kept his line moving. Top shelling line, 990 ears was manned by David Feaster, two from Gingrich Farms, and our Thomas. A good time was ahead by all, but a mountain of work was turned into uh, a short task. The data from your work on Wednesday and all those who helped plant these plots and get them harvested for us should be ready for our February meeting. A number of growers have been asking about cropping options on their preventive plant acres as these spot markets are giving us some pretty strong positive bases in areas. Should we go corn? Should we go beans? I like how CropTech customers respond to the market. Show me the money and we'll grow it. I think this option of what to grow is wide open in most cases. And you can hold your cards until spring if you want to watch this market. Realizing the options on such things as prepays and, and early orders might get tricky, but I think the opportunity to wait is there. Preventive plant acres that have been kept clean of weeds and no covers all year long are going to deal with some fallow syndrome issues, uh, which is more of an issue in corn and beans. Fallow syndrome, again, is when the soil goes without any plant growth for a prolonged period causing the microbe population to die off. This will cause poor nutrient availability until those levels are rebuilt. You guys farm in the bottom ground that occasionally gets drowned out and has water on it all summer, you know all about the fallow syndrome. That yellow purple corn that is slow to take off even when the soil warms up. And it can ding yields. Now soybeans will be slow to crank up too, but it doesn't seem to hit them as hard on yield as it would on corn. Now the easiest way to handle fallow syndrome is to put some start around with the corn planter. 
this starter will have to have phosphate in it. Straight end starters just won't do the trick. If you let weeds get established, you won't have to deal with the fallow syndrome, but some of the fields I drove by this summer will be dealing with a tremendous amount of weed supply for the next 10 years. Fields that were seeded to cover crops, again, won't deal with the fallow syndrome either. Cover crop fields will deal with a carbon penalty, <clears throat> which won't be a problem in beans, but it'll need to be managed if you're going to go to corn. If your preventive plant was oats last year, by planting next spring, a lot of it will be gone, but there still will be a carbon penalty. This will be considerably less, though, than a typical corn-on-corn -corn carbon penalty. Now, if you baled or chopped the oats or cover uh, and took it off, uh, it'll be more like soybean residue. It'll be a lot less. If you planted cover crop this fall, uh, again, you'll just treat it like your normal cover crop acres. Based on the phone calls, a lot of you are thinking about taking these acres back to corn, and I see no big issue of doing that. Treat them like corn on corn, and you'll be all right. Talking with growers at the Ag Tech Conference in Indianapolis, as well as here at the hand shelling and basics meetings, it was brought to my attention that we're having, they're having some issue with stored grain, and they're saying, tell everybody, check their bins. Growers are finding caked up in hot spots in the center of their bins already, and it's only December. Jeff Rabidou up at Ritchie Grain warned us about this. As grain came in a little ground up as people fought to get it off the cob and the moistures and test weights were swinging around, Jeff said this grain will be a nightmare to keep into condition and everybody will have to keep a close eye on it. The growers I talked with were like me. They were surprised that it was going out of condition this fast. If you have grain that was suspect when you put it into storage, you may want to start to core those bins so we don't find any surprises next spring. Please, please be safe if you start probing and coring bins so no one gets trapped. Another interesting thing that I've been told at the conference in Des Moines and in India as well as at the hand shelling was to do with field bag corn picking up moisture. Guys are saying corn bags they are now picking up are testing two points wetter than when they put it into the bags. I have no idea why this is, but after a number of growers tell me this, I have to believe it's true. Maybe some of you grain storing gurus can explain this one to me. Bottom line, if you pushed moistures a little going into the bag, you may want to pick them up first. The whole staff here at CropTech would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We consider it a gift to work with you and all of your farm operation, a gift that we don't take for granted. Thank you for a challenging but interesting year, and we are looking forward to serving you in the new year. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.